Sydney in the early 1800s was a fledgling colony full of convicts, soldiers, settlers and social climbers. It was a kind of town where you might win and lose your fortune in a single day. Wealth was, literally, a fluid proposition. In the absence of official currency, some people traded in rum and other spirits. I'm Charles Woolley. And I'm Kim McKay, Director and CEO of the Australian Museum. We're the nation's first museum and we house the treasures of our nation and the region. We're going to discover some of those today in the newly restored Westpac Long Gallery. So join us in exploring the iconic, astounding and curious objects that have helped shape Australia and the world as we uncover the hidden stories of 200 treasures of the Australian Museum. Kim, am I looking at one of our first banknotes here? Yes, Charlie, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? On loan to us from Westpac, it of course was printed, as you see on it, the Bank of New South Wales, its predecessor, and that is banknote number 55, one of the last in existence. So we're very honoured to have it on extended loan in the gallery. And on the back of the note? A special note. Is a staunch warning, actually. When we cease to render strict and impartial justice in the administration of the affairs of the bank as it regards the public on the one hand and the proprietors on the other, be our names and characters branded with perpetual infamy. Sounds like a Royal Commission into banking to me. (laughs) Well, certainly what it would be would be today in very fine type and you'd need a microscope to be able to read it, I think. So uh, we've known that banks for a long time have put conditions on their notes. Did Australians at the time take readily to to this? Because, of course, they traded in rum, which had much more liquidity, can we say, than, uh, (laughs) than, than a piece of paper. Well, what this currency did was it represented the beginnings of financial security in the fledgling colony of New South Wales in that day. And it had 10 shillings as its face value, which was the average weekly wage back in England at the time. So, you know, a substantial amount of money, if you think in today's terms. What do you reckon that that note is worth now, that 10 bob note? Well, I'm not sure, but I know Westpac acquired the note at an auction in the United Kingdom in 2014 uh, for a substantial sum. So it's one of the most valuable items we do have on show. And maybe the only one of its type remaining? Absolutely. There aren't many of those around. And it tells so much about who we are. You know, it, it puts you in that place. The first bank started in 1817. That's 10 years before the Australian Museum was founded. So Westpac has just marked its 200th anniversary while we celebrated our 190th. And you think about the time that the first colonists are trying to give some structure to the economy and some structure to the society. And here is the first bank, the first banknotes produced. Let's leave rum behind. Isn't it interesting in our 200 treasures that I'm finding that a very small and inconspicuous thing, a little scrap of paper can engender so much discussion and thought. It is, and that's why collecting things is so interesting, because each one of these treasures has a story behind it. Each one of them 
takes us on a journey somewhere. And if you imagine our, in our collection of 18 million objects, there's 18 million stories. Oh, Charlie, we could be here forever. Well, I'm thinking about the people listening to this podcast whom we want to come and see this. I think you need, you need more than a few hours, don't you? You do. You've... I've spent an hour on a couple of objects. Exactly. If you want to really gain the benefit of a museum, to be able to really study an object and then read a little bit more about it, and we have wonderful apps that you can go into and find out more information, you need to take it quietly. You need to take it slowly. Don't rush through. Underneath the note is the Maitland Bar Gold Nugget, one of the biggest gold nuggets ever discovered in New South Wales. It is fantastic because it represents as well what was happening in the state at this time. Gold had been discovered in Bathurst and Wyalong. The gold was discovered out near Golgong, which itself appeared much later on the currency, didn't it? It did indeed. The town on the $10 note? $10 note, that's right. Henry Lawson's town. (laughs) Indeed. Golgong in the raging days, remember the poem? I do. Um, Look, the, the funny thing about this gold nugget, it was actually for some time called Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee Nugget. But it was lost in the 1930s, as sometimes happens in the New South Wales Public Service, I'm sure. And believe it or not, it resurfaced accidentally in 1956 in a box that Treasury officers had unwittingly used as cricket stumps. Now, I love this story. (laughs) You can imagine a few old wooden boxes lined up in a corridor, Treasury guys having a bit of a break at lunchtime, throwing the cricket ball down the corridor or taking the box outside because it was weighted down. It's nice to think of people in Treasury actually having some fun while they deny it to all others. (laughs) That's right. Well, they sure had fun. And then, of course, one day someone thought to look inside the box. And what did they rediscover but this wonderful Golden Jubilee gold nugget? Interestingly enough, the mine shaft, the abandoned mine in which the Maitland Bar was discovered, had been owned by the local publicans, the Brennans. How annoyed would they have been when they discovered they'd walked out of the mine, given up, and that thing was just sitting there? I'd be a bit annoyed, wouldn't you? I mean, they say pubs are gold mines anyway. Well, and, and that's true, because what we know of the gold fields was that the real fortunes that were made there were by publicans and traders, uh, the people who sold the, the shovels and the picks and the wheelbarrows to the diggers, not to the blokes who dug the gold. That's right. That's right. And Australia's gold mining industry also had captured the interest of the world. So this gold nugget actually travelled to shows um, as a state treasurer in London and it went to Chicago and it was part of... I guess an emissary for the colony in a way, saying that, look, we've got wealth here, come come to New South Wales. Later, of course, you know, we paid people to come here. But at the time it was saying, look at this extraordinary continent that you know very little about. Look, we've got gold there, come and see us. And it built the grand fine architecture of our inland cities too, didn't it? It sure did. I mean, you know, Melbourne is an extraordinarily beautiful colonial city because of of Bathurst, Bendigo, Orange, look at the beautiful buildings, yeah. Golgong. Exactly. And some of it made its way to Sydney. Of course, we knocked down a lot of our beautiful sandstone buildings. You know, Sydney used to be called the Amber City once because of them. And we're very fortunate here at the Australian Museum because three of our buildings were designed by early colonial architects. Uh, This one, Lewis, the Lewis Wing. And then we have the Vernon Wing across 
down the other side and the Barnett Wing, famous Barnett, who of course also designed the GPO in Sydney. So we had some of those wonderful colonial architects build these gorgeous sandstone buildings over a 100 year period. Have you actually held this thing, this nugget? Charlie, I have held this nugget. I had white gloves on and it weighs 10 kilos. It's bloody heavy to hang on to. And I was presented it by the former Premier of New South Wales, Mike Baird. And I remember quipping to him after I was holding it, gee, Mike, no man's ever given me this much gold before. (laughs) (laughs) He blushed. (laughs) Make a Premier blush. But look, it, it is wonderful. And what I love about it is that these two objects together, the first banknote, this historic gold nugget, they're more than objects. They do tell the story of the early colony. I don't want to encourage uh, uh, burglars, but this is fair dinkum. This is a real thing, not a replica. This is fair dinkum. Just behind this little bit see, of... See all those cameras, Charlie? A little bit of glass. See all the cameras around you? You're on candid camera. Uh, so if it went missing, they'd know. They'd know it was you. Yeah. From 18 million treasures in the Australian Museum, we've selected just 200 for you to consider. But even exploring this distillation is going to take us on a long and exciting adventure. I hope you will join Australian Museum Director Kim Mackay and myself as we continue our extraordinary odyssey through the collections of the Australian Museum. And of course, you can see it for yourself in the Westpac Long Gallery at the Australian Museum in Sydney. I'm Charles Woolley. And I'm Kim McKay. We'll see you next time.